0: Hello and welcome to Foundation Stones from Refuge City Church. Having a solid foundation for our walk with Jesus Christ is vital for every Christian, especially in the times we live in. Through God's Word, candid conversations, and everyday application, the aim is to help you build your foundation so you can stand strong for God every day. Buckle in and prepare your heart. Pray this, God, ready my heart for your truth that I might be more like you. We hope today's episode empowers you to grow in your walk with Jesus. Let's dive in. If you're anything like me, you've probably spent an inordinate amount of your walk with Christ trying to find out all the reasons why you're actually more disqualified than qualified to be called according to His purposes. Hi there, my name is Jim Weaver. I am the worship and the administrative pastor at Refuge City Church, and today we're back for another episode of Foundation Stones, and this is the beginning of a series that I would like to title, Supplement your faith. Supplement your faith. The teaching that I will bring you today, as well as the subsequent weeks until we have gone through the entirety of this chapter, is based on 2 Peter chapter 1. So if you have your Bible, I'd like to encourage you to go there, and I would like to encourage you to ready your heart to have your faith challenged, to maybe even have your mindset of how to be a victorious Christian challenged because I believe that there are some truths in this chapter that are truly going to blow your mind as they have mine. And so I want to read this for you, Second Peter chapter 1, we're going to read from verse 3 to verse 15, and this is the portion of scripture that we're going to study for the next several weeks here on Foundation Stones. It says this, the Apostle Peter says in verse 3 of Second Peter 1, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. Or in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. Now, that's a lot of scripture. I know it's going to challenge us over the course of the next few weeks, but I'm going to break this apart one piece at a time through that course of time. But I want to give you a brief overview, kind of a sampler or an appetizer, so to speak, for what we will be going into by pulling out a few points and then assigning you and I the homework of spending some time in 2 Peter chapter 1 between now and our next Foundation Stones podcast next week. 2 Peter 1 3, let me read this and let's chew on it together. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Think about that with me. What the Apostle Peter just told us is that God's power has granted us all the things we need that pertain to life and godliness. That's amazing because if you're anything like me, you tend to have a lack mentality. All the reasons why I am disqualified, all the reasons why I don't have what I need, all the reasons why I'm a victim and life has just been happening to me and all these terrible things. And so I have all the excuses in the world for why I'm not godly for why I don't have his virtue in my life. And Peter is basically debunking that entire faith system. We put our faith in some pretty negative things, but I want to put my faith in the truth of God's word, where it says right here that God's divine power has granted to me all things that pertain to life and godliness. And he says it's through our knowledge of him. It says in John that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's the knowledge of what is true, of what is right. And when we have knowledge of the truth, when we have knowledge of Jesus, then we have received his divine power, which is granting to us all the things we need that pertain to life and godliness. I don't know about you, but that gets me pretty excited because there's some things that I believe the Bible tells me that I can have and ways that I can walk, and ways that I can think, and things that I can do that's been commanded by God that are pretty supernatural and very far outside of my normal realm of human nature to accomplish. But if God has called me to it, then he's the one that has to supply me with what I need to accomplish it, which means that it has to come from somewhere. Obviously, it comes from him, but it it starts with my knowledge of him, my knowledge of truth. And then that knowledge of truth through Christ Jesus is where his promises come from. I love what it says in Romans 10, verse 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What is this saying? My knowledge of truth comes by hearing God's word, and then it builds my faith. And so what's so powerful here is that Peter is declaring to us that we have been given everything we need to live godly by his divine power that provides knowledge of the truth i love it because it says that we can defeat our sin nature it means that we can overcome that because the knowledge of his good will in our life because of his truth begins to defeat our sin nature Romans seven twenty three. it says, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. But I am so grateful that the Bible says that his divine power has granted to me victory. It says that he's granted to me all things that are needed that pertain to life and godliness, defeats my sin nature, And so I love this. We can partake in God's divine nature. I don't have to be defined by my sin anymore. I don't have to be defined by my mistakes. I don't have to be defined by my lack and by my victimhood. I can be known as a victor because Jesus is a victor and Jesus lives in me and I know him and he is the truth and the truth shall set me free because I know him. I love what it continues here in Second Peter 1. This is the second part of verse 4. It says, He has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them, through what? Through his very great promises, you may become partakers of the divine nature. Think about that. When you partake of something, it means that you get a piece of it. If I partake in our family's Thanksgiving dinner, that means that I put some of what's on the table onto my plate. I get to have some of it because I am a part of the family. And that's what it's saying here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, that because of God's great promises, because of the work of Jesus on the cross... I can become a partaker of his divine nature. I get to take some of his divine nature and apply it to my life. I'm no longer a victim. It says then after that, it says, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And that means that I can become like Jesus. can become like Christ. The Apostle Paul says it like this in Ephesians 4. When he's talking about the gift of leadership that comes from the church into the body. It says, And he himself, meaning Jesus, gave some, some people, to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And get this, verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You see, God would not have established this promise through those leaders, through those teachers, through the order of the church, to bring us to the perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to become like Christ, if it wasn't possible. And it's because we have received the truth. We have received God through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And so we've been given a measure of faith. We've been given the ability to believe him at his word. And so this is what's so important. And this is going to be the point of our study of our series through 2 Peter chapter 1 is that once we receive this faith once we understand that God is good and God has brought us in as sons or daughters of the most high that we are to take the little bit of faith that we have the little bit of faith we were able to exert in order to trust God at his word and then we're to supplement that faith now i love what it says here in the english standard version that word supplement and It's the word that I've chosen to title this series, Supplement Your Faith, because a supplement to me, it reminds me, maybe a rudimentary reminder, but it reminds me of a vitamin, a supplement, a dietary supplement. You have your standard things that you take in for your diet, but you're going to need to add some nutritional value because sometimes we're lacking in some areas. We need to strengthen our diet in the physical realm and we need to strengthen that measure of faith in the spiritual realm. There are things that we need to add to our faith. Look what it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. It says, for this very reason. What's the reason that he's talking about? The reason is that we have been given everything we need that pertains to godliness. And it says, for this reason because of his promises, for this reason, because we get to walk in godliness, for this reason, because we can become like Christ. It says this, make every effort to supplement your faith. Make every effort to supplement your faith. This means that you and I need to add and build on to the measure of faith that we started with. We each received a measure of faith in order to believe in Christ to begin with. Romans 12:3 it says this, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. You've been given a measure of faith to believe God for salvation, to believe God for the advancement of your relationship with him. But just because we have a measure of faith doesn't mean that we stop there. Now that we have faith, we need to add to it. We need to strengthen it. We need to add the spiritual vitamins that God has provided for us so that we can grow up in our faith. One of the areas that I think is so powerful is the exercise of our faith the actual advancement of putting our faith into action. You see, it's one thing to have faith. It's another thing to have faith begin to work its way in our life and out of our life in our everyday life. And that's where we see in James that the Apostle James is teaching us about the importance of having faith and works working together. Now, you've heard me talk about this before, but I want to reiterate this. We do not work for salvation. We work from salvation. Let me say it again so that you can grab a hold of this. We don't work for salvation. We can't earn it. We don't work for salvation, but we do work from salvation. When we get saved, there ought to be a result of our faith. Something ought to start happening in our life. We got saved and now we work. We put our faith to action so that we can live for Christ and live out loud in such a way that other people can then also receive Christ, look what it says in James chapter two, verse fourteen. It says, "What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, 'Depart in peace, be warmed and filled,' but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, 'You have faith, and I have works.'" Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. One of the first ways we can supplement our faith is to put it to work. Go do something with the faith that God has given you. Go love somebody. Go feed somebody. Go take care of somebody. Go encourage somebody. Put your faith in Christ to action and you'll begin to see it strengthen. Just like someone going to the gym will see strength rise little by little in their physical strength ability because they continue to go to the gym. In the same way, our faith will get stronger and stronger as we advance in exercising it. So I love, though, as we go along in 2 Peter chapter 1, that Peter makes reference to the fact that these things he's saying here in his letter are not things he has not said before. You see, one of the things that grieves me, often grieves me, to be truthful, is that people get frustrated with repetition. People actually sometimes get very critical of pastors and teachers and leaders that keep reinforcing teachings that they have taught before. Teachings like this one that Peter is giving us here about how we're to add things into our faith It seems so basic. It seems so elementary. And we get frustrated because in the back of our mind, we're like, yeah, 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 I've heard that before. But I want to encourage you as we go through this series for the next few weeks, and as you hear things that you may have heard before, could you listen to them with fresh ears? Because I love what Peter says in verse 12. He basically tells him, I don't care that I've said this before. I'm going to keep saying it until the day I die so that when I'm gone, it's so deeply ingrained in you that it becomes a part of who you are. So I want to encourage you, get over being reminded of God's truth. If you're getting tired of being reminded about God's truth, something has happened to your heart that's caused it to get callous to the truth of God's word. If you hear it again and again and again, take it with fresh ears again and again and again and let God continually refine you. Let's listen to what Peter says. Verse 12, it says, Therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon. Basically what Peter's saying is, I'm going to die soon, and you're not going to hear me remind you of these things after I'm gone. So as long as I have breath in my lungs, I'm going to continue to encourage you in how you can add to your faith in Christ so that you can become stronger and stronger, participating in the divine nature more and more every single day. Verse 14, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, Peter saying after I die, you may be able at any time to recall these things. So as we go through these truths, friends, I want to encourage you just because you think you know a truth doesn't mean you can't know it more. Doesn't mean you can't know it deeper. I want you to know that repetition is is actually an act of God's grace. We live in such a highly distractible culture that we think that we've got something down, we read about it, we learn about it, and then we go right into the world and do exactly the opposite of what we were taught. And I think that it's imperative, as we go through this series, for us to grab a hold of these truths and say, God, I don't wanna let go of this until it is so deeply entrenched in my character that this is how I live my life by default. And so as we go through this teaching, what are the supplements to our faith? You'll notice that I skipped over a portion of this scripture as I'm bringing an explanation because it's actually that portion of scripture that's going to make up our series. What are these supplements? What are these vitamins? What are these additions to our faith, our measure of faith that we're going to study in the weeks to come? It's these. Virtue, which is our moral uprightness, our goodness. And then he says to add knowledge. The Bible says that we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. So we know the truth for freedom. So we add virtue, then we add knowledge, then we add self-control, which means that we've surrendered to God by keeping our flesh under God's control. And then as we've added self-control to our faith, then all of a sudden we can add steadfastness to our faith. Steadfastness meaning endurance and faithfulness, not being moved by the wind and the waves of the world. And then as we've added steadfastness, then character starts to reflect God, which means that we have godliness. So we're adding godliness to our faith. And then after godliness, we start adding brotherly affection, meaning that we care for our fellow believers and we make allowance for each other's weaknesses so that we can all grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ, as it says in Ephesians 4. And then look what happens. As we've added those things to our faith, we can add love a love that sticks with it, a love that is like the love that Jesus had for us as he hung on that cross, that we won't give up on our brothers and sisters, that will actually let the world know that we're disciples of Christ because of our love, one for another. And so this little measure of faith we've had to make Jesus our Lord and Savior is now being added to so that we have virtue, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. I don't know about you, but that sounds like some foundation stones to me, and I'm excited to dive in these next couple of weeks to each one of these supplements to our faith. And so your homework between now and next Monday is to spend several days, maybe many of your devotions, reading through 2 Peter chapter 1 and letting the truths of these words get deep down in your heart so that as we come back together next week, we're ready to add that first supplement to our faith. We're going to start with virtue. I'm excited to be back with you next week. And so do your homework, be ready for more foundation stones to make you stronger and stronger in Christ so that you can reflect him to a hurting world that needs to know that even with a little measure of faith, they can start their relationship with God and then their faith can grow until they become more and more like Jesus. Can't wait to be back with you next week. Thank you for joining me today. In the meantime, remember, let's keep adding to our foundation, one foundation stone at a time. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us next time for another deep dive into the foundation stones of our faith in Jesus Christ. For more information about Refuge City Church or to join our giving team to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ moving forward and making resources like this podcast available into the future, visit refugecity.church.